Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Daily Sports Talk Show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! The first day of August, and that means football officially upon us. I know we've been talking football a bunch, but in terms of our calendar year, the way we treat it from a coverage perspective, we are all the way into it now. Welcome into the first football show of 2022. That's actually not true. We had a lot of football in January with the great uh, runs by Montana's FCS football teams, namely the Montana State Bobcats, who went to the national championship a year ago. But 2022, the season, it's a pause. We've been teasing it. We've been talking about it. We went live for the Big Sky kickoff last Monday. But now, later this week, fall camp begins. We got camps open across the Big Sky Conference. Seven-on-sevens, team camp, stuff like that is already underway for a variety of high schools from around the state of Montana. And a week from today, guess what I'm going to be doing? I'll be sitting down at Dorn Blazer Field watching the first on-field practice of the Montana Grizzlies. Also, we're going to take this show on the road Wednesday to go hit up Bobcat Stadium, Montana State Media Day, and to maybe get a glimpse of the Cats as well, although I don't think they'll be on the field as early as Wednesday. Uh, they're getting the media stuff done on the front end of fall camp rather than the back end. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. Thanks for being here. I'm excited. I can't wait to tell you all about what we got in this show, including... Getting things started off with the Montana Football Hour. We'll talk all the way around the Big Sky Conference. We also have a fun interview uh, in segment number two. I forgot to put this in here, Andrew. I knew I forgot to copy and paste. But Kalani Ayat, who is the uh, first verbal commitment for the class of 2023, 
Kelly is the son of Brian Ayotte, a Grizz Hall of Fame quarterback and uh, a outstanding quarterback in his own right at the prep level. He is one of two verbal commitments to the uh, Montana Grizzlies for the next signing class, which will all become official first in December and then in February. So a little ways to go to keep him uh, in the boat, so to speak, but um, a great addition, a legacy addition, a talented guy. I've talked to people close to the program. They're very excited about it. So we'll give you some fall camp storylines, an interview with the latest Grizz commit. Andrew, I just sent you the, the uh, phone number on uh, the email. No, they say you can't multitask. You can't. I can talk and type and give phone numbers all at the same time. Crazy what it's like being crazy. <laughs> and then we'll also start our Big Sky Conference uh, preview series. We're going to hear from um, several different, I guess not even several, handfuls, if not more than a dozen subjects from around the Big Sky Conference on this show over the next month or so. The stuff we collected and collaborated on out of the Big Sky kickoff last week. And we'll start with a team that has a lot of interest around the state of Montana because of their uh, sustained success during the 21st century. Plus a lot of interest around the state of Montana because of their uh, sort of, I want to say, it's it's sports hate. It's not real hate. But there's a shared hatred by Montana, Montana State fans for Eastern Washington. And also, objectively, I think they are one of the uh, most uh, interesting and one of the teams in the Big Sky with the most question marks of anybody in the league. So we'll hear from Aaron Best, head coach for the Eastern Washington Eagles, and uh, begin our um, Big Sky Conference preview series here. We're going to do these throughout the uh, next upcoming month leading up to that um, season opening weekend, Labor Day weekend, the first weekend of September. Hour number two, we also have a blind side talking all the way around uh, the wide world of sports. And then 5.30, this is fun. Uh, Thanks to this young man for getting back to me so quickly. Over the weekend, uh, the end of the prep baseball season. I know there's not high school sponsored baseball in the state of Montana, but the American Legion had their AA and A championships uh, over the weekend. The Billings Royals win the AA championship. The Butte Miners win the Class A championship. Lance Schaff, who's a pitcher for the Billings Royals, he was the AA state tournament MVP. Well, he'll join us uh, around 5.30 as well. So there you go. Show Outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all questions you might have in the real estate world in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. Want to stream the show? ESPN Montana app is a great bet for you. You can also head to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. And if you'd like to be a part of the show, you can always call us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. Let's dive into the Montana football hour. It's presented in part by Stockman Bank. At Stockman Bank, they invite you to experience the Stockman difference. As a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, 36 of them to be exact, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means to you is your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and your neighbors. The Montana Football Hour also presented in part by the advocates, reminding you that you deserve an advocate. I did not collaborate with Andrew on this, so I will bring him in. Uh, from time to time to discuss 
on these topics, but this is just uh, from my personal perspective and in my humble opinion. But here are some of the storylines to watch as we are approaching the opening of camp for both Montana and Montana State. So here's the way that this is going to go down. You get a couple, how do you call it, administrative days, housekeeping days, move-in days, I don't know, whatever you want to categorize it at. But camp opens uh, on Friday, August 5th, is the first day of camp for Montana and Montana State. But they don't actually take the field in an official capacity until Monday. That's next Monday, so that would be August 8th. So a little ways away from being able to go see football practice in the Garden City or in Bozeman. But we're we're within the week. Here here we are. So here's some of the stuff we're going to have our eyes on. This is sort of in ascending order. So from I got four storylines from from each side, Montana, Montana State. So this just goes from uh, they're all four important storylines on each side, but we'll we'll end with what we think is the most important uh, storyline. How's that sound? Good, good. I'm glad you're here with me. The, uh, the and this is not necessarily in in rank of importance as much as just how interesting each storyline is. So uh, for Montana, I'm very interested to see. One of the best parts about fall camp is you just get to have eyes on the guys. You just get to see them standing there, or, or you know, in Bobby Houck's practices and Brent Vegans for uh, honestly. They're running everywhere. You know, this is a, a no-loaf type situation. Very disciplined programs, both sides of the Continental Divide right now in Montana. But Bobby Houck has put a great emphasis on strength, physicality, toughness. He also runs a developmental-style program where they're trying to develop guys, although that's what he wants the narrative of the program to be. Lately, so many of their best players have been uh, at least initially developed by somewhere else, and then they've found a perfect home, the right fit at Montana as they've acquired so many talented players off the transfer wire. But that's here nor there. I promise you there's going to be 20 to 30 guys, which is a full, you know, 20 to 30% of your roster that look noticeably different in a very good way. I think that you, you see, it's easy to forget that these guys, they're in the spotlight from August through December. And even though they were talking about them all the time, you don't necessarily see them uh you know, you might see them around town, whatever. But the first week of fall camp is when guys look their best. They haven't gotten tired yet. The muscle erosion hasn't started yet. The the training, it, it just hit its peak. They're going to taper it down now through the season towards more maintenance. But from spring ball through the opening of fall camp, it's all about gains. And now, with how much more knowledge we have in sports medicine, nutrition, the training facilities that we have at these two schools between the Champion Center at Montana and the Bobcat Athletic Complex over in Bozeman, the training tables that they have at their disposal, and the fact that these guys are young men, but then we also have guys that are are a little bit more into their manhood, you know, guys that are in their mid-20s instead of early 20s. All that's to say, there's a lot of different advantages and factors that go into guys having made tremendous, noticeable, and impressive physical gains between the last time I saw them, which the last time I saw the Grizz guys, I, I, again, I've seen some guys out about in town and stuff like that. But that's different than evaluating you know, when you got your pads and your cleats on, right? And uh, 
there'll be guys that, that turn some heads. There'll be quite a few guys. I'm just interested to see who they are, how many there are, and what sort of gains have they made. It, you know, there's always going to be a couple of those guys that are just, you know, those Class B defensive linemen who, you know, came in as raw, you know, three-sport athlete, never really lifted weights, and then, boom, they get a year of college football, a year in the weight room, a year of training, a redshirt year, you know, a year of eating at the food zoo, all that stuff. And, boom, that guy is, you know, goes from boy to man, quite literally. I mean, I remember they were really excited about Journey Grimstad, by the way. or uh, For example, um, Journey Grimstad is a kid from Huntley Project who uh, was a state champion in the discus, a wrestler, and a, a good but raw defensive lineman at the Class B level. I'm not saying he's going to be one of those guys, but that's the type of guy I'm talking about. And if he is one of those guys... I won't be surprised. So that that's one of my interesting storylines going out to Dorn Blazer is just who made big gains just noticeably physically and how does that impact just the mentality of the team? I, I expect this Grizz team to be at an all-time high in terms of physical conditioning because of the their familiarity with what's demanded of them and their familiarity with Bobby Hauke and the program he runs. So I, uh, I'm definitely excited to see that. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, Montana Football Hour. First hour of every Monday show here on ESPN as well as SWX Montana Television. Southern weather, summer weather, excuse me, brings more distraction and dangerous driving to our roads. If you or a loved one has been injured, the advocates are here to help you. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal process so you can get back on your feet emotionally, financially, and physically. Call 406-640-4444 and call today. One of my most interesting storylines for Montana State is, is sort of not a personnel-based one, but more of an, an esoteric concept, and that is who rises up to become the vocal leaders on Montana State. You know, when you lead, when you lose inspirational and, and very veteran, very just frankly old leaders like Lewis Kidd, who was a six-year senior last year, he's stalwart on the Bobcat offensive line, four-year starter there up front for MSU, or Troy Anderson. You know, one of the star players in the league from start to finish during his five years and four seasons at MSU. Daniel Hardy, an inspirational guy, a leader in the locker room, a religious leader on the team. I'm Andre Williams, similar fold. Chase Benson, a guy who leads by example, doesn't say two words, but power cleans 400 pounds, plays through injuries. There's all sorts of ways you can lead. There's all sorts of ways that the stalwart senior guys for the Cats led last year. Most of those guys are gone. So who rises up? What sort of voice can Tommy Mallott have in the locker room? How many guys want to follow him even though he's only a sophomore? Isaiah Fonse doesn't say much anything. The All-American running back for the Bobcats. His health is a question mark entering uh, the regular season. If he can't lead by example, who fills that void? Who's going to be the leader up front offensively? Who's going to be the leader up front defensively? I think Callahan O'Reilly, middle linebacker, Ty Okada, on the back end in the defensive secondary, those guys have an opportunity to really... Step up and be those guys. Jeffrey Manning, a guy on the back end maybe that does that as well. But who is it going to be? You need to have a guy on the offensive line, no question. You need to have your quarterback have the faith and trust of his team, no question. And then I think you need to have an alpha dog, at least one, in each group. And so who's going to be that guy? Who's going to step up? Who's going to be the the ones that are carrying the torch for MSU and uh, getting them in and out of all they need to do? Interesting storyline. My... 
Third most interesting storylines for the Cats and the Grizz. We're just going to lump these two into one because uh, it's the same storyline, just a different character. Marcus Knight was one of the breakout players we've seen at Montana, period. He, and this is an undertold and undersold dynamic. I say undertold because it hasn't been talked about uh, as much as maybe it should. And undertold, too, because I undersold, I think, because I, I don't know how much Montana wants to promote this. I think a lot of sports info departments would be promoting it heavily and, uh, you know, under the guise and probably the demand of the head coach. But Montana had the newcomer of the year two years in a row in the big sky. 2018, it was Dalton Sneed. 2019, it was Marcus Knight. Then Knight got hurt. He hasn't been on the radar for a couple years. So my my most uh, interesting storylines are what does the health of the star running backs in the state of Montana look like? Marcus Knight's had a couple years off. Granted, he didn't get hurt uh, until after that first year off. He got hurt in the spring following. So where are we at with Marcus Knight? He, he got hurt in the spring of 2021, missed the 2021 season. So even though uh, he hasn't played since 2019, he's only been hurt this last year. So what's his health look like? And then, of course, Isaiah Fonse, who's less than 300 yards away from breaking Ryan Johnson's all-time Mark for career rushing yards in a career at MSU. He gutted it out down the stretch in the playoffs, but then he had to have multiple surgeries this offseason, and he did not participate in spring ball, and uh, it sounded like uh, he might not be ready early on at least. Uh, Let's just say it like this. If I was a betting man, I'd be very surprised if Isaiah Fonse was the day one starter at Montana State on September 3rd. So what's the health of the running back room look like? Uh, Two questions for you, Andrew. First of all, do you think it's strange that... Not strange. To me, if a school... Like when Montana State had back-to-back freshman of the year in the league, they blew up that narrative big time because it shows how good a recruiting your coach is doing. It gives you hope and faith for the future. Newcomer of the year in the big sky is is a good deal. And Bobby Houck had two of them in the form of transfers in Dalton Sneed and Marcus Knight, and they didn't make much of it. So just what do you think of that dynamic? It's kind of standard, right? Yeah, I think it it makes sense in a lot of places. It's not just Montana, right? It's it's funny because, right, you you don't want it to be perceived as about that, even though those guys are very valuable to your team. Well, the the reason, you know, everybody gets excited for the freshman of the year is because that, you know, you're going to have that guy for three or four more years. The point of it is is to get excited about what's going to happen in the future. With the newcomer of the year, It's first of all, nobody's really sure who's eligible for it. It's just the best player who wasn't in the league last year who's (laughs) not a freshman. That's right. That's right. We've had a lot of confusion because there is a freshman of the year and a newcomer of the year. Can a rookie be the newcomer? Does he have to be a transfer? You don't want to have a transfer of the year, but that is kind of what it is. So you're right. It is sort of a gray area on what the actual award is. And then you you don't have the excitement for what this person can turn into a lot sure. of the times like you have with the freshman you of the year. You just expect him to be what he is at, le- at the least. It right? is what they are, right. and oftentimes they've only got a year left. Yeah, right. And Marcus Knight, that's an intriguing part about him, too, is he comes as a sophomore. Then he, he doesn't play ball for two years. Now he's still only a junior. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, Montana Football Hour, presented in part by Stockman Bank. Okay, so the second question I have for you on this, Andrew, is this. Uh, Marcus Knight scored a Grizz record, 25, or 25 excuse me, total touchdowns, 
uh, during that All-American sophomore year in 2019. Isaiah Fonse rushed for a single-season record 1,600 rushing yards last year at Montana State. And again, he is creeping up on breaking Ryan Johnson's all-time record for rushing yards in a career. I think even if Alfonso never rushes for another yard, he's the greatest running back in Bobcat history. And that's saying something because they, they really like to run the ball, and they've had some great running backs like Johnson, like Don Haas, like Cody Kirk, you know, Steve Cracker, all sorts of guys. Which one of those guys, though, uh, is harder to replace? Or I guess which one would you worry about replacing more just given what they do for their teams? Well, we've already got a lot of a lot of evidence coming last year. And that, for the Grizz. Well, Afonso missed some time, too, he, last he year. Well, that's actually been the, the story of his career is he's been so unbelievably good when he's – I mean – his rushing yards per game to get to his 3,500 yards in his career are is astounding. I mean, he has 19 100-yard games yeah. already, right? So you're right. I mean, he's like, I'll miss three games and then go off for 175 and three and then gut out the next game and then miss the next two, right? So you're right. He's missed not just last season, but he's missed a lot of time in his career. So we actually kind of have seen uh, the other options. Yeah, I think that would point you to saying, well, the Grizz got away with it for an entire season. Um you know, last year without having Marcus Knight, and you'd say, well, you'd probably think they can do that again. I actually think he's the one who's going to be tougher to replace, Marcus Knight at Montana, just because, you know, Montana's running game wasn't great last year. Uh, with Marcus Knight out, they really didn't show any ability to sustain drives on the ground in a lot of games. Montana State, I think, having Tommy Malott run the ball helps as well. For sure. That gives whoever is playing running back, right. if it's not Isaiah Afonso, makes things a little bit easier because you're running the read option. There's not as many defenders keying on the running back, you know? It's it's what makes uh, this such an interesting deal because Montana State's going to run the ball whether Isaiah Fonse is the guy or not. They're going to run the ball Tommy Malott. They're going to run the ball with whoever's in the game. It, it might take three guys to get the 150 yards you're missing from Afonso but they're going to figure out a way to get there. You just might not get six yards per clip. It might be at four yards per clip, but they're going to figure out a way to piece to. I mean, the Bobcats are going to rush for 200 yards per game this year. It's just a matter of if they average seven yards per carry or, or four yards per carry or three yards per carry, right? The Grizz, I think the, the eternal question is, is the run game production more dependent on a super talented running back or a great offensive line? Also, you can't take away from... Afonso is a great player. He, he is one of the best running backs, again, in the uh, history of the school. He also had a dynamite, lights-out offensive line last year. I mean, one of the dudes is in the NFL. The other dude got a shot in the NFL, and one of the dudes is at Cal now. So, uh, pretty good offensive front as well. That leads me, then, to my next most intriguing storyline. Guess what? We have another parallel. The offensive fronts. I think at Montana, the key storyline here is is Chris Walker, the transfer they brought in from Nebraska as a graduate transfer, the missing link. And if he is, how much does this, just the addition of one body help fortify the depth of a unit? At Montana State, the question is, who's going to rise up and who's going to be ready to roll to try to replace that unbelievably talented offensive line? It's really hard to get guys of the caliber of Lewis Kidd, Taylor Tuiasasopo, and TJ Session. Tuiasasopo, who's a all-big sky guy the last two seasons, and Session, who was on his way to being an all-big sky guy before transferring to Cal. They have some options. They don't have a lot of proven guys. So, uh, to me, it's interesting, though, too, that there's another 
parallel between these two programs. Which offensive line are you more concerned about? And I guess is the key factor to which offensive line are you more concerned about the addition and then subsequent potential success of Chris Walker? Yeah, it's a really interesting one. This is I, I it's not really an under the radar topic because people are talking about it, people know about it, but I think this is a huge concern for both teams. Both offensive lines are probably going to be worse than last year. You talk about the guys Montana State lost. Well, Montana lost two senior tackles, both of whom were all conference, one of whom's now in the NFL with Conlon Beaver and Dylan Cook. I think it's going to be hard for them That's, to. It's a good point. It, it's a good it's point. It's going to be hard for them to have as much talent on the offensive line as they had and, last year. And I sometimes have to reel myself in here. I, I will say this I'll fully admit this to uh, as a flaw of mine in my. Um, my analysis and sometimes criticism of it's a similar parallel. I sometimes hold the past successes of the Lady Grizz over the head of the current development of a new Lady Grizz program. I find myself sometimes doing that with the Grizz offensive line as well. What what you just said is correct. Last year, Montana had three all-conference players on its offensive line. Conlon Beaver, a four-year starter at left tackle. Dylan Cook, a two-and-a-half-year starter who's now in the NFL. And then Hunter McGinnis, who's back this year. So maybe I should compare the Grizz offensive fronts to those of recent years and not those of 2006 because it might just never get as good as it once was. I mean, I always talk about this, but you hearken back to the 2001 National Championship team and the poster and the photo of the offensive line. You have Chad Germer a Montana-made guy who was an All-American at Montana went on to play in the NFL as the coach. And he's surrounded by his entire starting lineup, which includes a bunch of guys from small-town Montana. We want that to be... I, don't, I shouldn't say we. There are folks out there that want that to be the reality. It's just like the 94, 95 Lady Grizz. I can't remember which one. I think 94. That are all wearing their Montana high school letter jackets in the in the poster because the entire team was from Montana and they finished in the top 25. That's the most romantic version of what we can want for these programs and these teams. The reality of that ever happening again is zilch, and it has almost nothing to do with anything besides circumstance. So uh, maybe I do agree. It's not just about one guy hitting for the Grizz. It's about finding replacements for a lot of guys because, in fact, although the Bobcats had one of the best offensive lines in the league, the Grizz offensive line was pretty good, actually, a year ago. And they more than just being pretty good, though, they have – they have difficult and experienced bookends that they need to replace. Well, that's right, and that's why it's such a huge narrative for both of these teams because also, I mean, the offensive line is the one thing that can sink your season. Not the one thing, but if your offensive line is not good, you're in trouble because you can't get anything started on offense. You're constantly working against yourselves. You're going backwards. Uh, It's just potentially is not good, and I think both of these offensive lines will actually be fine the problem is they're so unproven that that's still a possibility that they're not good. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, the Montana Football Hour, presented in part by the advocates. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call 406-640-4444 or visit MontanaAdvocates.com. The advocates will handle all your paperwork and frustrating phone calls with the insurance companies. So you can focus on helping your loved one heal and recover peacefully. Chat, chat today at MontanaAdvocates.com. All right, so then my, my most interesting storyline, 
How about this? You like parallels? I got another one for you. It's easy. It's low-hanging fruit. It's the narrative more often than not across every level of football. But I think it's particularly intriguing and has a particular uh, decisive no, I, I, a non-similarity, I should say. Yet it is an, a broadly a very similar storyline. And that is the quarterback spot for both these squads. Is it Lucas Johnson or bust for the Grizz? Is he what they hope and want him to be, a grad transfer from San Diego State? And if it's not him, do they have any other options? And for the Bobcats, Tommy Mallott got the target, boom, stuck right on his back. We'll have a story on this, SkylineSportsMT.com, in about five minutes. Once this break comes up, I'll print it for you. But is Tommy Mallott ready to affirm this expectation that he can be, and more importantly, is thought to be able to be the best quarterback in the Big Sky Conference, how does he handle that pressure? A lot of pressure on each individual, a lot of pressure on each individual to be successful through the scope of the team. What do you think of this, Andrew? We have a quarterback, Keely Ayat, coming up in about 10 minutes. But last thing on this uh, narrative, Andrew, I mean, is there a t- does either side, Bobcat or Grizzlies, have more pressure on them at the quarterback position? Because both guys do have pressure. It's completely different stories for each one of them, though. Yeah, there's more pressure on Tommy Malott. There might be more pressure on Tommy Malott than you know. I know any other player in the conference, honestly. Uh, I know it's funny too because you you might want to say even as many other player in the country, but I do think there's a distinct element here where. Even though Tommy Mallott is, is the freshman phenom turned sophomore star of a team that went to the national championship game last year, the, the, the quote-unquote myth around Tommy Mallott right now is much more important and revered and known of in Montana than anywhere else. Like people that are sitting there analyzing FCS football in Utah, they think Tommy Mallott's a, a, you know, a good dual-threat player, but they're not talking about like this mystical myth from the mining city, you know, like Tommy Mallott, the fact that he's from Butte and he's just, you know, ah, shucks kid. His interviews are just hilarious. Cause he's, he's just, he's from like 1962. It's hilarious just talking to him, but then he also doesn't even seem to know or think any of this is a big deal. So, but I, so that, I think that's, what's interesting. There is way more pressure on Tommy Mallott. I totally agree. I don't know if it's a factor as much though, because I don't know if he even has like the ability to comprehend it. No, that's actually that's absolutely right. It it doesn't affect. It's not pressure that affects him as much. It's just that if he if he struggles for reasons other than succumbing to the pressure, right? That's more bad for Montana State. Oh, true, true, true. Is true. is what I'm saying. Like there's true. pressure on him. True. There, no, absolutely, absolutely. Tommy Mallott getting really, really hurt, or Tommy Mallott is flat, not being able to perform. Or, and regardless if it's influenced by the pressure or not, it is a bad situation for MSU. That is exactly right. Right. Whereas we've Lucas seen Johnson's Montana. Su- Lucas Johnson succumbing to the pressure is a not good situation for Montana either, though. But they might have a couple stop gaps as well. That's true. And I mean, again, like we saw it last season, like we've seen Montana win games with Chris Brown at quarterback. Well, Chris Brown's still there. He's probably going to be the third stringer this year. But we've seen them be able to keep the ship afloat if something happens here to Lucas Johnson or to, you know, somebody else. Speaking of Grizz quarterbacks, this guy won't be able to help in the fall of 2022, but he might help in the future. 
Keali Ayat, the son of legendary Grizz quarterback Brian Ayat, joins us next. The Montana Football Hour with a little recruiting news. Coming up right here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Man, if that song doesn't put you in a good mood, I don't know what to tell you, man. Some of the deepest songwriting of the Dave Matthews Band. Welcome back. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, or maybe you're tuning in on the ESPN Montana app. If you don't have the ESPN Montana app, go snag it, get it in your life. Great way to watch and or listen to this show live and or archived. The Montana Football Hour. Continues. We do this the first hour of each Monday show, talking all things Grizzlies, Bobcats, Big Sky Conference, and even some high school football once we get into the meat of the schedule. The Montana Football Hour is presented in part by Stockman Bank. When you bank with Stockman, you receive personalized customer service, and your phone call is always answered by a live person. Stockman's highly skilled and personable bank staff is dedicated to making it easy for you to transfer your accounts and by meeting your overall financial needs. Blending traditional Western value with modern conveniences and state-of-the-art technology, Stockman Bank provides time-tested products and services from people who truly care about you and your financial success. The Montana Football Hour continues with some recruiting. The first commitment to the Montana Grizzlies for the class of 2023 is a quarterback. He's the son of a Grizz legend. It's Kali Ayat. Now, Kiali, am I saying this correctly? Is this how you pronounce your first name? It's pronounced Kali'i. Kali'i. There we go. Okay, I got it. I won't forget it now. Very nice to meet you. Uh, thanks for being here with us. First of all, are, are you coming to us from Hawaii? Uh, yes, I am. So what time is it there right now? Uh, it's 12.37 right now. Uh, very good. So uh, just a four-hour time, Darren. So that's not that crazy. So are you... Uh, what do you got going on this summer? Are you working any sort of a job, or what, what's the summer been like for you? Yeah, I've been just working on football, just studying on studying a lot of game film this week because we got a game coming up on Saturday. So um, just focusing on football, training hard, and just getting ready for the season. So that's interesting. So in Montana, I think we're uh, at least three, if not four weeks out from the first high school football games here. So you guys get started a little bit early there in Hawaii? 
Yeah, so it's kind of like a preseason game this this week, but um, it's a real oh, game. Cool. It's just not going to be on our record, but gotcha. Um, yeah, just like a little non-conference crossover, something. Get ready for the season. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So a couple of the uh, the Missoula schools have done that uh, it, this summer too, playing a couple of the Idaho schools and in Washington, just in some summer type exhibitions. So. Um, very awesome. Well, uh, the news of the day, though, I guess the news of the last month is, is your commitment to Montana. So take us through it because you are the son of record-setting quarterback Brian Ayotte, who was the uh, quarterback for the Grizzlies in the late 1990s, had the unenviable task of taking over for Dave Dickinson after Dave led uh, Montana to their first national championship in 95. But your dad led Montana back to the national championship game uh, in 1996. I know that was a long time before you were born. But just take us through the recruiting process. How did that connection maybe help you get on the radar of Montana and vice versa? How did Montana first land on your doorstep out there in Hawaii? Yeah, so I um, sent them my film last year, and they wanted me to come out for a football camp. So I went out there last year in June, um, went to the football camp. They liked what they seen. So, And then after my junior year, they kind of just kept talking to me and just showed a lot of interest in me, and um, they liked my game. So... After that junior year, they kept talking to me and just they just showed a lot of good interest in me and I and I like the familiarity that I had with them, just talking with them, being there that I visited the school and they offered me in January and I'm very thankful for that because they just showed that they trusted in me and they recruited me for me and not because of my dad. That was a big reason and um, just the atmosphere there is awesome and. I can't wait to get up there next year. Kiali Ayat, how'd I do? Did I nail it this time? That was that was good. <laughs> good. It, I, you know, I, I have always heard that uh, the Islander names you just got to pronounce each vowel, and that'll that will get you there. So yep. we'll we'll get it locked in for sure. <laughs> but I appreciate yeah. you bearing bearing with me while we figure it out. But this is important, you know. I mean, my last name's Nuanez, and I've been called Nunez my whole life. So I know it's important uh, to get the name right. Uh, just tell us about getting recruited in Hawaii because Hawaii is obviously you know an unbelievable place with unbelievable beauty, a a vacation destination for people all over the world, but it's not that easy to get to. And so probably not yeah. that easy to get your name out uh, outside of maybe some of the schools that are there. So what's it like trying to get recruited when you live uh, far away from the mainland? Yeah, I feel like us Hawaii boys, you got to work a little bit harder for us to get recruited um, just because we're so far away from the mainland and they don't want to take that plane ride out here just to see us so um it's it's i want to say it's hard but we got to make that extra extra time to go in the mainland and show our talent because hawaii i think is top five in the whole america of talent so um we got talent out here but we just we showcase it on the field and we just we just play hard and um i think that it's just a it's a mindset thing out here and everyone just wants to compete out here. So um, getting recruited out here is getting a little bit better. It's been better throughout the years. A lot of um, players have been getting recruited more and more out here. So um, it's been good. It's so interesting, too, because uh, a lot of times certain areas, they ha- they have a, a high emphasis or I guess they produce – guys from certain position groups, right? Like California has a lot of quarterbacks, right? The thing that's so interesting to me about Hawaii is that there's been some great quarterbacks that have come out of there. I think that the fact that 
Hawaii itself, you know, University of Hawaii has run this high-flying offense for quite some time, and they've had some of the, the great names in college football when it comes to spread offenses there. And there's obviously the connection here, you know, with Tommy Lee, who came over here as the offensive coordinator in the early 1990s. But Hawaii also produces so many good linemen, too. That's an interesting dynamic. You can go to Hawaii and recruit quarterbacks and offensive linemen. Not a lot of places where you can do that. So how much does that help you out, though? Because uh, there's a lot of big boys there in Hawaii as well, and uh, that's always the quarterback's best friend. Yeah, the old linemen and the quarterbacks work hand in hand, so that's always good because they're the ones, if they don't go, the quarterbacks don't go. So they're the ones that keep us clean and help us help us make those plays. So um, that's a good thing that we have a lot of talent out here on the O-line and D-line, so that's a big thing too. Kalili Ayat joining us here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. It's the Montana Football Hour. He is a commit for the class of 2022 coming to the Grizz, following the footsteps of his father, Brian. And you mentioned that, that you like the fact that Montana wanted to recruit you as your own guy, your own player. But there is some familiarity with your family ties here. So uh, how much have you learned about Montana just from your dad? I mean, has he told you some stories uh, just about his time here in Missoula with the Grizzlies? Yeah, he just um, – he just – said how beautiful of a place it was, a good place to be around, good people, um, good atmosphere over there. So um, I, I got to experience it, too, in the summer last year, and I actually visited um, this past spring just um, looking around the town and stuff. And I like it there. It's just a um, good good people to be around, friendly, and it kind of, kind of reminds me of home, too. Just um, It's a good place. It's a good place to be at, especially at College Town. For sure. College Town, great community. Everybody loves the Grizz. You'll be very welcomed here. What else did you like about the program? Because Montana has had such great tradition, so much winning. You know, when your dad was here, they were they went undefeated his first year as a starter. But it's been since then, too. I mean, 25 years plus of winning at Montana. So what sort of things did you like just about the stability of the program and the opportunity to come here and compete? Yeah, you said that the tradition that they have, um, they they won for a lot of years, and they've been winning these past couple of years. So, and I think they're just going in the right direction. They've been in, they've been going in the right direction. So, um, I ain't worried about any of that stuff. And I'm I'm a winner, so I want to go there and win a national championship. That's I mean, if that's not if that's not your mindset, then why are you going there? You know, for so, sure. That's a good thing. Well, in terms of competing and wanting to win, I'm sure you are uh, steadfast and committed to winning this season for your high school football team as well. So does this kind of clear your mind? I mean, does this give you some some clarity going into your final year, knowing that you have your your future decision already made? Oh, for sure. You know, you just you don't have to think about all that college stuff. You can just focus on ball. Um, my senior season is my last year. Um, just going out with a bang. I'm um, trying to win that state title this year. Um, and just... Um, focusing on my teammates because um, it's my last ride with them. I've been together with them for a, quite a while now, so it's a big thing to just focus on them and the team this year. Well, well last thing for you then, what did it mean to you when, when you first made the call? I mean, when you first decided, hey, I, I, I got it figured out. I know where I want to go now. I have an opportunity to go play Division One football in the state of Montana. So, I mean, what was that moment like? It must have been cool for you and your family. Yeah, it was, a, it was a cool thing to give back to my parents because they've done a lot for me just to um, know that they don't have to pay for my college anymore is something is the least I could do to pay them back. 
So um, that was a big thing for me and my family, especially to just know that I don't have to pay for college and just um, I can make my dream, my dreams come true in Montana and go to the next level. Well, very good. Thanks so much for joining us, man. And best of luck with that opener this week, too. That sounds like uh, football's on the horizon coming quick, and that's very exciting for everybody involved. But thanks so much for being here with us today on ESPN Radio. We'll follow you uh, throughout your high school season, and we'll be, probably be in touch with you again uh, before you officially make uh, the decision and sign the papers. But in the meantime, best of luck to you, and uh, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Thank you for having me. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, Montana Football Hour. Kali'i Ayat, the first commitment for the class of 2023 to the Montana Grizzlies. Man, I love those Islander guys, man. The vibe is so good. He's, he's cool, calm, and collected. Smart guy, though, man. Really uh, really thoughtful there. Uh, good interview. Welcome back uh, anytime. The Montana Football Hour presented in part by the Advocates. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call 406-640-4444 and talk to an advocate today. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal process so you can get back on your feet emotionally, financially, and physically. Call 406-640-4444 and call today. Remember, you deserve an advocate. I would say over the last couple weeks, the two teams I've gotten asked about in the Big Sky Conference most are obviously the Grizz and the Cats, the Cats and the Grizz, whatever order you want to put them in. The number one non-Montana school I've been getting asked about, it's not that unpredictable, but it is interesting. The Eastern Washington Eagles. What's up with the Eagles in the post-Eric Berrier uh, era? Aaron Best will tell us more. Eastern Washington head football coach, Plus, some analysis on the Eagles right after this. Montana Football Hour rolls on. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. One, two, three. Nuan is now on ESPN Radio. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN Montana app. Go get that app on your mobile device if you don't have it already. You are listening to the conclusion of the Montana Football Hour. We actually have fall camp all around the state of Montana. High school, college, it's upon us. Football is officially here. Can't wait for the uh, beginning of the season, but can't wait for the lead-up to the season as well. We'll have you covered throughout every single weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. here on Nuanas Now, but also the first hour of each Monday show during the Montana Football Hour, which is presented in part by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference as a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana. Stockman Bank committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. One of the biggest storylines in the Big Sky Conference, life after Eric Berrier. Does the seemingly endless conveyor belt production line manufacturing of all-star quarterbacks Eastern Washington continue? Eric Berry was a two-time Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Year. He somehow, it was somehow quiet. I don't really know how, but he quietly shattered the Big Sky Conference record for passing yards and passing touchdowns in a career. I mean, think about how good Vernon Adams was and how many yards and touchdowns he threw for. Eric Berry blew those numbers out of the water. And I know he had an extra six games in the spring of the 2021 calendar year, but I mean, 13,000-something passing yards and 120-plus touchdowns is an absurd number. 
he is symbolic of the bridge between Bo Baldwin and Aaron Best. Aaron Best has been at Eastern Washington since he was a player in the late 1990s. He only left to take a job in the CFL for a brief moment in time. Other than that, he's been either a player or a coach at Eastern Washington. Bo Baldwin was the OC for almost all of Aaron Best's coaching career before Best took over as the offensive coordinator there in Cheney. Now, Aaron Best will embark on his first season as the head coach at Eastern, where Eric Berrier is not his starting quarterback. It's a fascinating storyline. I think it has so much uh, to do with what we think of what um, Eastern Washington will be as a football team as well. What does Aaron Best think, though? Here's Aaron Best on just the state of affairs at Eastern Washington and also about the guy who's expected to succeed, uh, Eric Berrier, Hunter, Ta- Gunner, excuse me, Talkington, who's a fifth-year senior who's only thrown 64 passes in his career. We'll be different. We'll be different every year. Each, uh, each fall is different uh, because uh, once, once the locker room uh, is done and over with after a fall, uh, the, the challenge to to replace some of those guys, uh, albeit uh, some special guys, but one's probably more special than all, Eric Berrier, uh, is going to be fun, it's going to be challenging, it's going to be different. Uh, and uh, we think we got some, some capable bodies to do that. Uh, they got some guys that, that can catch balls, that can, that, that can run the ball effectively. So I think that'll take a little bit of the pressure off whoever the quarterback may be. Um, but uh, I expect us to play better complementary team football all three phases. Uh, we return 12 starters total on offense and defense. I'm excited for these guys to kind of get back to some, some normalcy, uh, a normal fall camp, uh, not after a spring season, uh, after a spring practice season. Uh, so this was uh, th- th- this was a different preparation going into this, but uh, it's exciting. We put the expectations on ourselves. Uh, we don't necessarily let uh, outsiders put the expectations on us, our program. Uh, we've done a hell of a job for a better part of two decades. And that, uh, that, that has uh, been done by a lot of people, a lot of players, to get to this point. So we expect uh, nothing less than our best this fall. And I've been asked several times, what do I think of Gunnar Talkington? Uh, I, I have such a skewed thought of Gunnar Talkington because I've actually seen him appear in games twice. One was in the 2019 National Championship game when Eric Berrier got knocked out. And Tockton came in for a couple plays, and he was so nervous, but also he's facing this ferocious North Dakota State defensive front, and he just he, he couldn't handle it, but who could? I mean, you're playing basically a quote-unquote neutral site home game against NDSU and Frisco. That, that was the final game of the Chris Kleiman area, era when they were going for I don't even. I can't even keep track. I think their third national championship in four years, and their eighth in the last nine, or, or whatever it might have been. Uh, and then I also saw Talkington in a game in Bozeman when Barry got knocked out. He comes in, so I've only seen such a small sample size of him. Andrew, I know that you did some research for the story that we now have live on SkylineSportsMT.com. Good one by Andrew there. So go check that one out. But you also spent some time with Coach Best and some of the Eastern players talking about this. Uh, two-part question. What do you think of Gunnar Talkington? And were you surprised? I guess I'm not going to say were you surprised they didn't bring in a transfer. Is the fact that they didn't bring in a transfer indicative of the comp- 
the confidence that they have in Talkington to be the guy after Eric Berrier. Yeah, I think it probably is, and it I mean, it's almost by necessity, right? If if Gunnar Talkington is not ready at this point, I mean, this will be his sixth year at Eastern Washington. If he's not ready at this point after being coached by Aaron Best for five years, after sitting behind Eric Berrier for, you know, four years, then when is he ever going to be ready? I mean, if you if you coach that guy for five years, you have to believe in him being the guy this year. That's exactly what Bobby Houck said last year. When he was asked about Cam Humphrey, he said, Cam Humphrey's our guy. Cam Humphrey's ready. And if Cam Humphrey's not ready, we'll take all of it on the chin as, a, as the coaching staff because he's been in our system for three years. He's a six-year senior. He's been playing college football forever. He's an older guy. So, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I totally agree. Um, let's see what, Eric, or what Aaron Best excuse me, has to say about uh, Gunnar talking to you. Why do they like him? He played very consistent in spring. Practices uh, over a month span. Uh, I think those guys at receiver and uh, tight end and running back and offensive line trust him. Uh, he's been in our system for five years. This will be a six-fold. Uh, he's earned the right to compete to be the starting quarterback in Eastern Washington, and uh, it's uh, it's really his his spot to lose. Um, and he's done a good job. He takes nothing for granted. Uh, we will be different. Uh, we'll have a different coordinator calling the game. Uh, so so whoever uh, the quarterback is, Gunner going into camp with Coach Chapin, get a feel for each other to know what each other likes, what we're good at, uh, kind of the flow of the game. That'll also be a challenge in itself. Uh, that's what this game is. Um, it, it's different every play. It's different every series. It's different every week. Uh, the Big Sky is as competitive as uh, as ever. It seems like I, I say that every every year, the last five years as a head coach. Um, it's, it's a much different feel than it was 8 or 10 or 12 years ago where um, on any given Saturday, anybody can upend anybody. So um, it's exciting. It's exciting, and uh, we're looking for big things out of Gunner and or the position. Um, if it's a uh, if it's a uh, multiple quarterback situation, but Gunner's done a good job up to this point. We'll have a month of camp before we uh, tee it up at home against Tennessee State. All, all indications show that, that Gunner is the guy, will be the guy, but uh, time will tell. How much does it help him to have had, you know, he's had some game reps while he's here before from injuries and from also, you know, coming in late in games. How much does that help him, especially with confidence going into it? I think anybody. Student-athletes, coaches, I mean, game reps are game reps. You, you can only simulate them so much in practice. Uh, when the lights are on, they keep score. It's different. People perform different. People have different anxiety levels. People have different production levels. Uh, he has had some time uh, under center to be able to do some of the things throughout the course of his career. Not a ton, uh, but even spanned to the 18 National Championship game, uh, he was under center with, with Eric being out for, for a few plays. And I think experience is something you can't coach. You just have to have. Um, and, and that's why he, again, has a little bit of an upper hand on, on the rest of the guys in that room. And uh, he needs to utilize that to uh, um, enhance his game going forward. And thus concludes the Montana Football Hour with a little Eastern Washington flavor to end. Thanks to Aaron Best for joining us. Thanks to Andrew Houghton, our producer, for uh, doing those interviews. The Montana Football Hour presented in part by The Advocates. The Advocates will handle paperwork and frustrating phone calls with insurance companies for you so you can focus on helping your loved one heal and recover. Chat with an advocate today at MontanaAdvocates.com. The Montana Football Hour also presented by Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. I have a couple more questions about the Eagles, so we'll get our broad blindside 
Started off with more Big Sky Conference talk, Montana Football Hour, and Hour One in the books. Hour Two, Nuanas Now, coming at you. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 